think. Be a, a female, no, because no, no, they already get pregnant, right? Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? Do, oh, no. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> well, that's like, so we, we're talking about the episode uh, "Unexpected," aren't we? Yeah. Which I think is the—it's quite early on in season one. It's probably Trip's first. Yeah, like, it's pretty. Early, it's really, it's really early on. I think it might even be like, yeah, episode like four, three. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, I love and, that episode. Uh, I have to admit. I mean, I, I think I think out of the four of us, perhaps I like it the most. But I just think, <laughs> I think it's it's so much fun. It's such a fun episode. It is. It is fun. It's yeah. It's it's got some really cool ideas in it. <laughs> I do remember thinking that like the whole. I really like the like the sort of design of the alien yeah, ship in that episode yeah. and stuff. I also it? like that. Doesn't he have to? What does he have to do in order to go onto the ship? He has to kind of almost. It has to go through decompression. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Compre- or compression, yeah, even, yeah. maybe. Yeah, something. They, they rarely much, concede the idea that um, different species might have diff- a different atmosphere. Totally different atmosphere. Yeah. Different, yeah, yeah. I, that, that's fantastic. Mm. Yeah, that's, that, that's just all really interesting and the effect it has on him. Like, like early, like when he first gets there, uh, they do they do a thing where they they try and get you into the, how he's experiencing things. They slow they slow everything down and like he's having trouble he's having trouble understanding. Like he's basically he's ignoring what they're saying. Like they say you should lie down, just just go and have a sleep for a while. And he's like, no, I'm fine. But then he moans <laughs> about not feeling well. And so, <laughs> but yeah, um, but all that, all that stuff is really good. And then. The, the the bit after it is just I don't know I I just think it's it's, it's, it's funny. <laughs> it's it's kind of like it's the it's the stuff where, um, like they're embracing every sort of like cliche of being pregnant. Yeah. Like, oh, Trip's got cravings and yeah. he's emotional because he's pregnant, like a woman would be. Yeah, silly old pregnant woman. Uh, that bit's all a bit. It uh, is. But... It is excruciating. This safety bar is a meter off the floor. What use would it be for a small person? A, a small person? A short alien, a child. This thing's a death trap. But, ah, but, but you can't, you can't, you can't play that po face. You have to lean into that, right? I mean, well, I know, but it's just, it, it, yeah, it, it does lend itself too much to cliche and whack, 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 instead of actually really kind of really examining what it would be like for a, for a male to be, yeah. uh, I what well, a carrying an alien organism. That's frightening. Yeah. Be but we don't have we don't have like, the plumbing. Like we don't have a like and for a man for a man to be pregnant is terrifying because because oh, yeah. it'll it'll, it'll yeah, kind exactly. of it yeah, I mean Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna be played seriously, a man being pregnant is a horrific horrific possibility. like well, a, of the yeah. horror of the uh, alien movies, isn't yeah, it? So I mean, that, that's a, that's yeah. kind of part of it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I do, I do understand what you're saying, but I do, I mean, I do think that in that episode, like pretty early on, when he's, um, like when 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 Flox kind of like cheerily tells him he's pregnant, like he <laughs> yeah. pretty soon after that, he he does say, "Is there, is there a way for to kind of get the." The embryo out of me without hurting it and then when he talks to 
the crew member on the on the alien ship and he finds out that it's a girl like he does like it's he is interested and i do oh, think yeah, there are yeah. i do think there are little nods to that and yeah i i mean i mean it just it is played pretty broad broadly <laughs> comedically and i i feel like i i, un- I understand how you know <laughs> maybe maybe you could do more but but i feel like i don't know like i i i like the i mean the, the film junior isn't Arnold Schwarzenegger's best, but <laughs> but, but I don't hate it. <laughs> I wonder it's, if this episode was brought in too early in uh, in yeah. the series. If they'd have if they'd have brought it in later, maybe they had more confidence with it. They would have mm. done a better job. Yeah, that's maybe because I I think they're definitely yeah because because a few seasons in then. You'd be more confident in being telling a more thoughtful story, I would say. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. No, there's no... Maybe, maybe even like a, it'd be fun to. It'd be it'd be interesting to have a that sort of story where the character sort of didn't want that, got used to it. Like have a maybe even as maybe even where something like that happens and that kind of is a sort of a sub subplot for the for a season, like as they. As the, as, the, mm. as the pregnancy grows, I mean, why not? <laughs> what are the uh, what are the sort of key um, trip episodes that, that you watched, Rick? Um, so um, I watched there, there was one that I didn't watch, which we can get to in a bit. So I watched I watched Breaking the Ice, I watched Precious Cargo, Unexpected, and Dawn, which I think we've all covered. <laughs> yeah yeah i we we watched dawn as yeah. well didn't we and i think that's a really that's a, a really good trip episode in that trip gets a lot of screen time <laughs> yeah yeah which is always good uh, yeah um, it's, it's very much a uh, uh an enemy mine type much. story where um trip is stranded on a planet with uh with an aggressive alien that's that shut him down mm-hmm. And he uh, gradually, over the course of the episode, he, he becomes besties. He does. Oh. Yeah, and it's, it's another one where I'm not sure yeah. what other characters, main characters on Enterprise would... I mean, like Archer maybe would have been interesting, mm. but he's a main character anyway. I mean, uh, Hoshi, that'd be easy because she could just understand what you're saying. Um, yeah. <laughs> Reed probably would shoot the guy. <laughs> I think he might. Yeah. Would, yeah. Not kill him, but he would. He would. He would. Yeah. Subdue the guy and. I don't like know, Travis. Sure. I don't know. Who <laughs> <laughs> you knows? Yeah. <laughs> Probably just bore the guy. <laughs> I. I feel like we're being a bit harsh on Travis, but yeah. Oh yeah, I know we are. We are. It's not his fault that he was a bit underwritten. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think Trip Trip's a good. Uh, he's a good character for this story because he he's like, I don't know. He kind he kind of he 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 doesn't give up on the on the guy, does no. he? He he's like even though the alien character is every chance he gets, he's he's either punching Trip, <laughs> tripping him over, kicking him in the face, Spit- shooting him, spitting it on his face, <laughs> yeah, spitting on his arm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. But Trip just doesn't like, doesn't give up. He's relentlessly optimistic. He is. Uh, and, and yeah, I, yeah I, I like that. It's almost uh, this kind of this kind of story. 
um, that we talked about. It's almost like a buddy comedy, but with no jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so, like, uh, like imagine, yeah, imagine if, oh, I can't believe this is, I'm, I'm mentioning, uh, imagine if like Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> like if they, if they crash landed on a planet together. Like Chris Tucker couldn't understand, and Jackie Chan didn't speak English, and Chris Tucker didn't understand, you know, Mandarin. Um, you know, it, uh, so Chris Tucker would be trip, I guess, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Jackie Chan would be the 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 aggressive <clears throat> alien guy. Yeah, but in, in, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure in the first Rush Hour movie, Chris Tucker says. Do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? And like, and and to an extent, like Trip is is doing that yeah. in this episode. I mean, yeah, I can't yeah, believe shouting I think... the word at the alien language. You're saying water. Yeah. Water. I have water in my shuttle. Water, something I can drink. <laughs> there is a bit in that episode where Trip is trying to explain something really complicated yeah. to that guy. He's like, "I'm going to take, I'm going to take your your um like transmitter Thing. from your ship, your and I'm going to hook it into my ship, and then I'm going to use the like the power from this." And I'm like, "He doesn't even understand the word water. He doesn't He's like come on, <laughs> Trip, but he doesn't use proper proper like hand gestures as well either, yeah. does he? He doesn't do proper like this thing here." Look, pointing yeah. at the eyes, pointing at the thing. You know, there's no. There's a lot of no, waving his arms. Yeah, that's poor, poor direction, I suppose, in the episode, yeah. isn't it? Like, come and on. That alien just spits in his eyes again. Ah, jeez. That's not what I meant. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's, it's a good episode, they though. Do, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, they do the thing I always enjoy when they have they have a fight and then just exhaust each other and then just think, ah. Oh, I don't, yeah. Fine, that didn't <laughs> Fighting. Fine, we'll be friends, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I always enjoy that. Um but like a another um really key trip episode would be um similitude. Mm-hmm. When what's, which... what series is that? Is that series two? No. Three, three during the Cindy Arc. Um yeah. is um is cogen is cogenitor before that? Is that season two? Yes, Cogenta series two. Should you do? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good trip episode, and another episode where he's the sort of the perfect character to be involved in the plot line of that story. Yeah, yeah. Because he uh, he's pretty unprofessional, but you sort of you get where he's coming from. But he trip seems to be the character that's sort of is it harsh to say he's the most unprofessional? Uh, no, because no, um, fair. no, because Archer lets his takes his dog down <laughs> to an alien oh, planet. Oh yeah, let's right. Let's on, it, on a sacred, on a sacred tree. That's true. So no, he's not. <laughs> right, yeah. So, do you know all of them are a bit unprofessional? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trip, okay, Trip's like the second most unprofessional. <laughs> Uh, and and uh, Hoshi delivers an alien species to a, a planet with a slug. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. I mean, who the God knows what happened to um, but it. But in that episode, that that's a really interesting one because there are some real consequences to, to Tripp's actions. And that, um, 
you know, some quite unexpected consequences at the end. I mean, I think Star Trek, this is one thing that I love about Star Trek is that, and and I think it's how Star Trek works the best, is that you have a story where a, a character has preconceptions and those preconceptions are challenged mm. and then at the end of the episode they realise they were wrong. Um, yeah. And I think that, I think this is an, I mean, yeah, I mean, and 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 the the result of ship's actions in this episode are are, are horrific, like the death of a yeah. the death of someone. Um, that's it. So and it, I think it, that's, it, so. I think it's a it's a great it's a bold it's a bold choice for the writers to make. I, I mean, and that's part of why I love this episode. I, there's part of me that thinks that it would have been great if 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 Trip had sort of been had some like suffered some sort of like demotion or something not that i dislike the character but if it had had some sort of consequence they the consequences have been more for him and he he sort of had to get back to where he was from that point on it's a bit like tom paris in voyager um but 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 yeah i think that that you know that episode there's a it's a sort of a classic star trek episode like I was just saying, because the because the the character and the character is imperfect. They they make a mistake and they learn through a mistake. So um, in in cogenitor, it's a it's a species that has a third gender that yeah. um, Trip comes across, and he and the third gender is basically treated as a sort of inferior um, species in 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 a way, and, and Trip. Trip tries to, um, to kind of to kind of he, he sort of really bonds with with um, with this character and tries to sort of teach her all about the the world and stuff and then as a consequence as a consequence she's um, does does she commit suicide at the end yeah okay. yeah yeah and it's like a, it's a pretty un Star Trekky ending actually yeah um, I, so. I think I think the result is but I think. I, I think that Star Trek, uh, in, in like TNG and Voyager, there are definitely episodes where where a character's preconceptions are challenged, and it's yeah. sort of, and there are stories about not kind of forcing your own values on other people. I think Star Trek's, I think that's something that Star Trek does pretty well, actually. Like the, mm. the, the, or at least the danger of thinking that you're right and forcing values on other people and not understanding how other cultures work. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess, I, I guess. I mean, it's sort of an un-Star Trek in that it's like it's not. It's not a happy ending. It's a pretty bleak, dark ending. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. I, I, I suppose Star Trek is sort of about kind of solving problems through cooperation and yeah. But it. But I, I guess the, the the opposite of that is is the, yeah. The, 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 but but sort of. Um, thinking that you're maybe thinking that you're more enlightened than someone else, like that's yeah. incredibly dangerous. Even if it comes from a good place, that can result in someone committing suicide. And yeah, I suppose you. I think usually in Star Trek, we when we see that kind of thing happen, it, it's maybe not usually a main cast member who's who's made a decision that's resulted in. Uh, consequences like that it's usually like um you know like an, an ambassador who's come to the ship who's 
who, who's done something like that. I think it's not often that, that a main character has to deal with those sort of, mm. uh, yeah. What happens with the episode? Doesn't Riker have a similar um, story? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, he falls in love with a, like a, is it a race that has, it's like an androgynous race, isn't it? Do they sort of, yeah. they, they're they sort of androgynous until they decide what no, they want to just, do, <laughs> what, they, what they prefer. <laughs> no, I think deciding that they want to, that they prefer a gender is um, frowned upon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because this, that's what happens. This um, this one Chennai that uh, Saren that Riker works with um, has been leaning towards feeling female, mm-hmm. and then begins begins to also develop feelings, romantic feelings towards Riker, um, and it becomes apparent to the high ups, to her superiors, um, that she is identifying as female, and so ultimately she is brainwashed to. To, to, to remember genders are bad and not to exert any in, of her own identity. Uh, Riker, so naturally Riker um, and Worf launch a commando raid on the uh, on the courtroom <laughs> to try and free her. And to find it's already happened. She's already brainwashed. So Riker like, shrugs and goes home. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Good work, Riker. <laughs> yeah. The Outcast. That was the name of the episode, The Outcast. Mm. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, moving on to um, similitude, which is the the other episode that I'd I'd mentioned. That that's and that's a it's, it's it's one of the best episodes that Enterprise turned out. I think mm. so. It's it's a really uh, it's another really sort of tough episode where um, they're a for I can't remember the reasons why, but they need a clone of of Trip. Um, and the episode it, starts, and it, it and it's dying or something, and they need yeah ah that's it they they need bit of him they need a body to harvest Yikes. organs from or something like that don't yeah they? Um, and Doctor Flux comes up with a way Doctor, hey guys I know a really neat trick <laughs> yeah let's grow a new trip, trip. <laughs> doesn't he have like a clonomatic worm in the old trip what's that what's that sorry Rick. Here's some sort of clonomatic worm or something. Some sort of oh, that's it, yeah. Clonomatic. <laughs> I may make that term up. That might not be Flox's medical term for it. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think that should from now on be the way. Yeah, the clonomatic worm. For all your cloning needs. And I think the the basically the real trip is in a coma for much of this episode and that mm. the clone trip... Um, it is it, you know he he kind of he ends up having trips memories doesn't he mm-hmm. uh, which is confusing but it but it all feels it, i think it's okay because it it's feels a, like the, it's a trope isn't it the, the whole no, kind no, of it's memory thing genetic memory yeah i heard that joke rick thank you what, what, what was that? You we said, it's said a it's a trope. i said it was a trip uh, yeah <sighs> Oh, I'm glad you. Uh, <laughs> I think it enhances the moment, or I have to repeat the joke again later because no one heard. It may, it would be even better if you then had to explain it. <laughs> yeah, right. That would have been the icing the on the cake, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that there is, there is that there is that slightly clumsy bit where they they sort of but they need that for the for the story of the episode, don't they? 
Like yeah. They need they need that for the sort of emotional punch. Um, That's it. The whole the whole point of the episode is this sort of like this sort of moral conundrum where they're like, well, we've we've grown a new person, yeah, who is autonomous, uh, yeah, and yeah. and is you know has has their own mind and and is is free thinking and, and he doesn't want to die mm. and they are basically going to do a procedure which is going to kill him Isn't, to save the the, the original doesn't, trip. Doesn't he already have a he has a. They they don't live for very long, do they? So he is yeah. going to die anyway, and then they can harvest his organs. Yeah, it's very very responsible of Flux to. Yeah. Well, he's he's got alien um, mor- mor- morals, mor- morals, morals. Don't have the arrogance of applying your human morals to Flux's yeah. society. Oh, you're as bad as Trip. Uh, you're right. You're right. Judging another society, <laughs> thinking I know better. <laughs> you're right. You've, you've literally embodied what we said about trip there. So um, I imagine you did it although, deliberately. We would just like to state that harvesting organs is is we consider that to be a good thing. <laughs> Do we're we? not. We're not. Well, yeah. As long, I mean, as, we're as, not as, long as it's consensual. As long as it's bad. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We don't as long create. as it's consensual. As long as it's consensual. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We don't create life purely for the purpose of harvesting it. Well, no, no. We don't. And I guess we Not don't. Yet. We don't always call it harvesting. We do. When, Technically, do don't we? we? Donor. Call it donating. Donor. Yeah. 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 Donating rather than yeah, well, harvesting. harvesting. <laughs> Breaking you... you down for parts. Is that not what we call it? <laughs> <laughs> One careful <laughs> Oh, we got a good liver here. Yeah. Take that out. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> the rest is shot, but the liver's fine. Anyway. But yeah, I feel like this... I guess I sort of justify it because in the third season, everything's changed up a bit in Enterprise mm-hmm. and they're... They're in a desperate situation. They're they're a ship on the way to try and stop an attack on Earth, and Trip is an essential member of the crew. Yeah, and I th- I think they sort of they justify it like that. This isn't an, an a normal situation. They're not just exploring the galaxy mm. and freewheeling. They're on a pretty serious mission. Yeah, and that I think that they they take a bit of license in the third season to to. You know, confront some some ethics and morals that they wouldn't usually do in Star Trek. Which is good. Mm. Yeah. I don't have to tell you what's at stake. I must complete this mission. And to do that, I need Trip. Trip! I'll take whatever steps necessary to save him. Even if it means killing me. Even if it means killing you. Yeah, it's... Trip loses his sister, like you were saying, Will, in this mm. in this season, didn't like the the the, the kind of preliminary preliminary attack on Earth by the Zindi is sort yeah. of cuts a swathe from from Florida up to the Midwest, and and Trip's sister is killed, and and that's part of his story for season three, isn't it? Like, because yeah. um, by the by towards the end, he's having to sort of work with uh, Degra. As any scientist, and having to let go of that grief, like his his grief, like he's grieving basically for most of season three. Mm. And part of that yeah. grief, 
the grief is well he's yeah he's grieving in between like when he's not boning to Paul I suppose <laughs> yeah um, but I guess pressure. I guess his relationship with Paul is sort of is sort of instigated by his grief yeah yeah and you know I'm I, I'm I'm kind of treating it lightly, but it, it's more than it's more than just boning. He does have an emotional connection with Topol, doesn't he? They have a relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's more than yeah, just I mean, it's nice romantic uh, notion you put forward. <laughs> um, and the, and you know that that those are like two pretty pretty big things for trip in season three that they do with this character one he gets into a relationship and uh with it with another main cast member and and two um yeah he loses his sister and he's super angry at the zindi mm-hmm. doesn't he also have a sort of a relate yeah, it might not be a relationship but there's a there's a mako there's an episode where he sort of is in a, is he sort of in a relationship with one of the makos oh he starts getting used to one yeah into paul's proper jealous isn't she so. Oh right, I'd forgotten about that. Does that ever go anywhere? She gets killed, I think. The Mako. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what happens when you hook up with a main cast member. In season four, um, T'Pol ends up getting married, and um, Trip goes off and joins another ship for a while. Is that right? Essentially, yeah. Yeah, he has a bit of a strop um, and goes and transfers to and to be engineer in the Columbia. Yeah. How how many episodes does that last for? I don't remember it being a very long-term thing. Yeah, it's not many at all, I don't think. It's about three, maybe? Yeah. It's, three it's, four. Is it over the, like, the augments? Um, no, it's a bit longer. It? Um, uh, it's... It's it's the storyline where the Klingons have started trying to put the dude make their own augments. Okay, okay. And Enterprise has been sabotaged, so she's locked in uh, high warp. Um, and so Columbia matches speeds. They sink warp fields, and there's an awesome like kind of. Basically, they attach a tow rope, and um, Trip has to climb from one ship to the other, which looks super yeah, I, cool. That's that, that's yeah, a great. That's yeah. great. I mean, I, I I would boldly go and say. That's the most cinematic that uh, Star Trek uh, prior to prior to Discovery and Picard. That's the most cinematic that Star Trek has ever been in a TV show. It's, it's brilliant. It's... But yeah, yeah. Once he gets down to Enterprise and fixes the problem, he just doesn't ever seem to go back. But I think that yeah. <laughs> I, I think his reasons for going to Columbia are are, are interesting. I. I um, you know, because I, I think out of out of season three and everything happened there, I think his decision is understandable. I just I just wish that it lasted longer. Mm-hmm. I I, it, I like I like, like um, it would have been cool for it. I mean, I know season four was was essentially broken up into sort of three or four separate stories, um, but it would have been interesting for him to kind of go to Columbia relatively early in season four and then come back to Enterprise in time for the finale and then have a like have a proper finale. Yeah. Um, it could have been really interesting to have like a you know, like a whole separate story set on the Columbia. Have maybe could. like a three yeah, um, I really like 
I really like Captain. Is it Captain Hernandez? Oh, she was fantastic. She's great. Like I would have, I really loved to have seen. Yeah, I I completely agree. Will I would have loved to see like a three part story where Columbia takes the lead. Would have been a really bold thing to do in the the fourth season, wouldn't it? And and it feels like you know back back in back in those days of Trek. Well, you had like 24 episodes in a season. They could have done that. No problem. Take out three episodes, set it on a different ship. I mean, you know, putting aside the the budget and the casting um, <laughs> and all those sort of practicalities, but it would have been really interesting. It, it, it makes me think it makes me think of that, that yeah, part of yeah. um, Battlestar Galactica where the Pegasus turns up. Yeah, um, yeah. And the Pegasus yeah. is part of the story yeah. and yes. and ultimately um, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't watched the latest <laughs> the reimagining, which is about it's almost twenty years old. But but yeah, spoiler yeah. alert. I still the Pegasus gets the, the Pegasus gets sacrificed um, in order to allow them to escape the from the sidelines. Space battle. And an, an incredible History. space battle. Yeah. And I think that would have been cool yeah, for the Columbia too. Sure. Like I maybe maybe the Columbia maybe the Columbia gets taken down. And that would be a reason for Trip to go back. Because it's this, you know, like, uh, yeah. Um, I but, think we're yeah. taking some more of the crew of the Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't but, do yeah. that. So it's it's interesting that he joined the Columbia for a bit, anyway, isn't it? I mean, you know, that, but... that's yeah. But once again, they they didn't take it where it could have gone. I mean yeah. the same with the the same as we were talking about the episode where he becomes pregnant. They didn't quite grasp that, and they didn't quite grasp the idea of the of a crew member moving to another ship. Mm. I, guess, I guess I guess there's there are things there are things at work that we're we're not aware of, aren't there? I mean i I would love to know what it's like to be in a writer's room. Um. I mean, must imagine. I mean, imagine there are writers' rooms where they come across with like the, the best idea, and they all love it. Yeah. And then they, but, the, but then they, they have that idea. And then where does that go? That that must that'll go to the producers or the other or the other people involved in making the show, and they'll look at it and go, "Well, we can't do this because of this. Um, put this in instead." Yeah. And and you have to sort of, and I imagine in a writers' room, not only do you have to sort of kind of like. Like, like, argue potentially with your fellow writers. Whatever you agree upon can go to other people and get sort of changed and thrown back to you, and you have to do something with it. And I mean, I would, I would love to know more about writers' rooms because I don't know very much, if anything. Because um, mm. um, it, it seems like, like any any TV show is full of what might have been in terms of stories and what the writers would have loved to have done. So yeah. And um, one thing about Trip that I want to talk about, it's a, it's a tiny thing, but I think it's an important thing in terms of Enterprise is that uh, he 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 sort of organised a movie night <laughs> on the ship. Oh, I did, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which I thought was an, a nice touch. I, I like that touch in in Enterprise. It's, it's, it was a nice thing. 
I like that he always chooses films that are <laughs> um, uh, from like uh, <laughs> like just just on the other side of the sort of copyright. Um, it's interesting. Law, that's so that's that, obviously just the era that he's most interested. Yeah, in. Yeah, he just loves like you yeah. know thirties, forties. 50s Tom Parrot, Tom, interesting. Tom Parrot's like that era as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It is just really convenient. Obviously, for their culture, then these yeah. these are the films that um, really really speak to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, like Riker, Riker likes old jazz music. Data yeah, plays yeah. classical music. Okay. <laughs> no it's one just liked... a really happy coincidence that the copy <laughs> that those are all copyright free. Um... <laughs> Uh, things that you can put in an episode of a 20th century yeah, show, for example, yeah. and you don't have to pay any royalties exactly. for it. Right? How fortunate is that? Yeah. <laughs> but I, th- I think you could say, like, actually, you know, in, in the <clears throat> in the future, it might not be too much of a stretch to imagine that uh, characters might have a real interest in like the, the sort of earliest pieces of cinema no you know i i think not. that but you you would have thought like occasionally trip might be like oh well today twins he t- yeah, <laughs> t- yeah junior yeah. <laughs> i guess i mean i get i mean i guess perhaps i, I suppose a, a nerd might say well well you know um, in Star Trek, in Star Trek history, of course, we've had the eugenics wars and World War Three. So the 21st century and 20th century for people in the Star Trek universe isn't quite the same as I, I, I say. Star, I mean me. I'm just doing my own. I'm just doing my own voice. Um, <laughs> it's a slightly different universe, I suppose. But I know what you mean. I would. I would absolutely have loved it if in TNG we had an episode where. Um, uh, Kirk, sorry, Kirk. Uh, Picard had gone up to Data. Mister Data, I must say, I'm I'm really looking forward to your your rendition of of Prince's greatest hits tonight. Because <laughs> um, yeah. uh, man, I love his tunes. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 uh, and yeah, Data had been Prince. That would have been pretty funny. <laughs> That would have been amazing, but that that is a good point actually about the um about how yeah we, it's established in the Star Trek universe that in the nineties there are the eugenics wars, aren't there? And actually, mm, like, you get into a bit of a hazy area where it's like, well, no grunge, watching, no grunge, no <laughs> Yeah, and if they all sit down and watch the Matrix, it's like, well, wait a minute, yeah. Uh, how was that movie? Well, made? maybe the Matrix was always meant to be, and it was it in every every universe. The Matrix exists. Yeah, yeah. the Matrix yeah. and uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> it's it's funny that like you know I'm thinking of like really modern movies like the twenty <laughs> year old Matrix, and I like that you went straight for twins as well. <laughs> I. So I believe I went to Twins because it's already been mentioned once. Oh, okay. Well, was it? No, I think it was Junior we were talking about. Uh, it's in, it was, it, twins, well. is, twins is sort of about eugenics, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you imagine like a eugenics wars. There's like a load of Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> and a load of Danny DeVito's just fighting <laughs> each other. I <laughs> 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 win. Because, uh, you know, 
They're mean. They fight like the Danny DeVitos. Yeah, I think they're they yeah they're smart. They 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 yeah. I, yeah, I I would agree. Smart. Yeah, is another way of saying. Nice, Mark. So remember, um, trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Should we talk about? Should we talk about his sort of the, the, his his, his ending? Oh, also, I think we should, um, eh? doesn't he have a child? Yes, of course. With, yeah, with a pole. Yeah, yeah. Sort who, of who dies? Oh, um, doesn't she? And that would have been um because that's just before the finale of Enterprise, isn't it? The the yeah. the, the, yeah. the terror the terror prime three parter. Is it's just which is often the, considered the real finale, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's fantastic. It's really good, mm. um, uh, and, and and a very moving story too. The moment Flock said that the child was ours, I knew it was true. But you said you'd never been. I haven't. And what are you saying? I can't explain how it exists, but I know it does. There's a child out there, and it's ours. I mean, I think, you know, one day I think it'd be really interesting to do a podcast all about the uh, Enterprise finale and how the, how, what a kind of mixed bag that is. I, I actually quite like, um, these are the voyages, um, but I don't like it as a finale for Enterprise because it's effectively uh, like, an episode of TNG. Yeah, it is basically. <laughs> it just feels so unfair to end yeah. Enterprise like that. It's, yeah, it's unfair. It's unkind. It's an. Oh, I can see it as. It, I can see it as a mid-season episode. I think yeah. it's a fantastic idea, but as a as a finale, it's not right. It's not fair. Yeah. Now, yeah. did Enterprise a grave injustice to do that? I think really. Yeah, I think where they were go, where they were maybe, where their heads were at, was this wasn't just Enterprise's finale. This was the finale of of a long run of Star Trek. After that, yeah. there'd be no Star Trek on the air, and so I think they had the and potentially you can call it a misguided notion um, to bookend well, well to to finalize all of that era of Star Trek by harkening back to TNG, which sort of initiated it all. So I can maybe see where the head was at at that, but yeah, as an Enterprise finale, it's massively unfair to have done it that way. Yeah, because effectively it's the story on the Enterprise is sort of relegated to a holodeck recreation of what happened. Mm. And the main character in that story is Riker. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole point of it is it's set in the in season seven of TNG in the episode um, Pegasus where he is... Um, he has a moral quandary about whether to sort of come clean about a, a, a an event that happened in his past, um, whether his loyalty to his sort of old captain um, is trumped by his loyalty to Picard, and well, that's all really interesting. And uh, and I think like that that would have been great as an episode of Enterprise, but just not as the way to say goodbye to yeah. Enterprise. Yeah. That that being said, I love like the last sort of minute where they where we get like a, a lovely flyby of all the enterprises. Oh, that that looks great in HD. Mm. Netflix. <laughs> it does, yeah. Um, but the the re the reason why we we're talking about this episode is because um, Trip dies uh, quite unexpectedly, and um, it it feels like the emperor the episode is 
sort of tricking you into thinking that Archer is going to mm. die because he's going to make this big speech about you know the start of the federation and stuff and he's it's like one day before and he gets involved in a bit of a caper with shran and you feel like ah is is that is this it is archer not gonna make it um yeah but it's actually they they get through all that everything seems like it's it's fine and then the there's some some alien guys who show up who would kidnap shran's daughter and they catch up to the enterprise after Shran's daughter's been rescued and um, Trip kind of like he he knocks Archer unconscious doesn't he? In order to save him. Yeah. Classic. And then he pretends that he's going to help out these alien guys by taking them to Shran and he um, actually kind of hooks up a conduit to to explode and, and blow, blows himself up and all of the aliens and then that's so he gets to sick bay. It seems like maybe he's going to be okay. They put him into like a like an MRI, <laughs> and uh, then he then uh, it turns out we, we get we get a scene point. later on. They're like, "Oh, he died." Yeah, that which I which I thought is a bit weird. He doesn't actually die because on screen, we does thought, he? Because it seemed that they were putting him into stasis. Yeah, and yeah. Then, oh, he died. I was just trying to. Just take it easy. Everything's all right. We're going to be late. No, I'll be right on schedule. I'll even have time to write my speech. Great news. Well, I always feel the golden rule of TV and maybe film is if you don't see them actually expire and their dead body, they ain't dead. Yeah. Um, but they do state maybe very clearly at some point that he is dead. Mm. Uh, could they have, you know, if they had of somehow miracle of miracles got a fifth season? Yeah, yes, that would lead them. I mean, we know that it's it's sci-fi anyway, and in sci-fi, a character dying doesn't uh, yeah. mean they can't come back. I mean, come <laughs> on, <laughs> Tasha Yar dies. She she well, she comes back as her. That's not um, wow. Yeah, it's a, yeah, as her own half Romulan daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Dr. Colbert dies, and he he comes back, doesn't he? Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, Spark, dying is Spark dead. comes back. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spock has his brain removed. <laughs> yeah, Data was killed in Nemesis, and you know, look, look, look how that all panned out. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, you know, Trip could have definitely come back. Well, I'm going. Um, I'm going to. Um, I'm going to just give a shout out to the um the continuing novel series that comes after Enterprise, which um actually opens with Jake and Nog having a talk after um, some declassified Section 31 information has come to light, uh, which states that the official record that that hollow novel of Rikers was based on was deliberately falsified and that, in fact, shortly it would have been the in the right time frame, the end of Enterprise's fourth season, because this finale, apparently, um, the Enterprise portions take place about 10 years later um but they the events actually took place very much at the end of series four and trip's death was faked so um trip could get into section 31 where he then proceeded to infiltrate romulan space and it leads into the romulan war novels um, okay okay interesting well, um, i don't i don't see trip in section 31 well wasn't there some, some, hasn't he previously been involved with Section 31? Um, 
has he? It was Reed. Yeah. Who was previously involved. Oh, Reed was, yeah. Oh, Reed was, right, right. Oh, Reed, yeah. Oh, Reed, yeah. Reed, Reed would be all over that. Yeah, he's a right dodgy fucker. Um, yeah. You haven't noticed that bum? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. section thirty-one. Considering he notices bums really lo- a lot, um, he's not the best spy. Well, <laughs> well, he is because he he, uh, he can't, do, but he can't. He, he has to tell people yeah. about the, all the bums he's noticed. But <laughs> how how many how important is it for a spy to be really good at noticing bums? <sighs> Guess to be fair, James, James Bond. James Bond. Yeah, James Bond is very good at noticing <laughs> bums, actually. This is true. So he does walk into a room and say, hello, I'm James Bond. Not not a brilliant spy. He doesn't he says Bond, James Bond. He doesn't go, hello, I'm James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> like, like your bum. Like your bum. I think that's in Casino Royale, actually. That's... It's yeah, he's not. He's not selling. He's not selling Silip Bank. Like, hi, I'm James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get. Do you need to get your table, your kitchen tops clean? Your <laughs> uh, you wouldn't use Silip Bang on your bum, would you? Yeah, that'd be crazy. Wow. Try, try and get people to use Silip Bang on their bum. <laughs> what are you saying? Bum. <laughs> you'd, have, you'd have to be the president of a country <laughs> to, to suggest <laughs> yeah. a flag. Infecting to the human <laughs> to body. The human body. <laughs> oh dear. Ah, anyway, yeah, totally yeah, so Section thirty-one and bum almost rhyme. Yeah. So ah. that's this. We that's one of the most it. sophisticated <gasps> crack, like oh, a bum crack. The indeed, Good. yeah. Didn't even that just that was natural. That just came out anyway. Just just when you thought that the podcast couldn't get any more um, sophisticated indeed. and uh, cultural, um, you were wrong. You you. You were right. It couldn't get more. <laughs> never, never had a chance to. Anyway, going oh. back to Trip. Yes. Yeah. So, so Trip lives in the um, in the novels. Yeah, basically. and there is a, a heavy amount of it is dedicated to the um, the conflict he has in his own natural character and against the work that he's doing with Section Thirty One. So it isn't just oh, let's throw him in because he isn't the natural Section Thirty One kind of guy, and it, they they do cover that, and it is good. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's cool. And there is, I mean, uh, I think in Star Trek fandom, there is definitely the feeling that um, that Trep's Trep's death at the end of Trep's uh, Trep's Trep's death at the end of um, Enterprise was 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 unfair, and it felt like a bit of a it bit of a, a kick to the audience. Choice. It just because it, to have. A main character death mm. is it's it it can be a fantastic tool, uh, but you need to have the the effect on the surrounding characters. Mm. So a main character dies, and you can see the ripple effect on the, the surrounding characters. But it was the last episode, so yeah, that is completely wasted. Not only is it the last episode, but it's actually <laughs> yeah. a, a, it's holodeck a holodeck recreation. Um, which which is effectively is like a B story to Riker's main yeah. um, character story of his of his moral dilemma. So it's like that double whammy of it of it shitting on that character. Yeah, yeah. That's... And it's not, you know, it, it 
in a way, it's a heroic way for him to go out, but it just feels like in any other episode, he would have thought of a better way to, to to the way like... the way he was reacting when the 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 guys were threatening to shoot Archer. I have mm. never seen him behave like that. Yeah, uh, and like I, you know, it's not it's not beyond reason that he would sacrifice himself, but that quickly. Yeah. And I don't know. It felt like the stakes were a lot higher. Say in the in when they went through the Zindi mm. war arc, it, it didn't feel like he needed to resort to sacrificing himself at that point. It didn't no. feel like he was out of options. No, you know, <clears throat> just felt like the story was trip dies in this episode. It's like oh, it's the finale. Let's say somebody dies. Who's going to die? Trip. How's he died? Oh, I don't know. Say so yeah. he blows up. Okay. I think that's the thing, isn't it? You have to kind of, you have to tell the story in such a way that the death feels believable. And if, if I mean, if anything, it would have been. Sometimes death doesn't happen in a blaze of glory. It just something happens, and you like there's an, like yeah, like you just get something like. Trip's an engineer. He could just die doing engineering stuff. Like, you know, he's working with essentially an incredibly dangerous sort of nuclear reaction. Like, you know, he's 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 in charge of an incredibly technical piece of machinery, isn't he? Like, it's in uh, in in, in yeah. Stargate in in the season in series in this in the show Stargate SG One. Um, one of the main characters, Daniel Jackson, he dies in that in about season five, and he doesn't go out in a blaze of glory. He just, but he does something. He does something brave, but it ends up sort of giving him a massive dose of radiation, and that's how he dies. So, mm. and and it's and that's off, sort of off screen too. Um, and but that felt but that felt right because you know that character was doing something that they felt that they had to do, and if it hadn't yeah. if it hadn't gone that way. Then, then and, an entire civilization would have been wiped out, and yeah, and and, and, the, but, and the series has set up that character as someone who, you know, who would do that, and it made sense in the narrative of that show and for that character. Yeah, and plus for the story, you then got to see the effect on the surrounding characters. Yeah, of exactly. His yeah. death. So that was a, a you know. Yeah. A story tool, and and by contrast, uh, in the first season of TNG, Tasha Yar gets killed off, yeah. like really surprisingly, by a tar monster. Yeah. And that's the sort of other side of the way it to is. kill off a character, like in a real surprising and you can uh, s- an empty death, as Tasha Yar says in yesterday's Enterprise. But yeah, but, some yeah. Em- some deaths are empty deaths. Yeah, looking looking back, it's it's pretty interesting, isn't it, that they decided it's to do a that. Bold choice. Um, you know, unfair for yeah. for the actor, but actually for the story that that had ripple effects throughout um, the series. Yeah, and of course Spock dies in in um, Wrath of Khan, and he dies heroically of radiation poisoning Indeed. again. But he saves the Enterprise, uh, but he he comes back. He comes back. We knew he would. Um. Do you think should we? Do you think it's worth briefly just talking about um, 
uh, Tripp's relationship with with Reed mm. because they're um, yeah. they're kind of they have a bit of a you know then they do have a bit of a bromance they you know they they there's some friction between them there's oh they always it by friction I mean bants <laughs> not physical I feel like no. they, they they bring out each other's sort of cheeky side yeah particularly when they're 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 sort of uh, trapped in a in a shuttle that's that's dead in space and they're and they maybe booze. going to die and they have booze and they start talking about T'Pol's bum. You ever noticed her bum? What? Her bum. Her bum. <laughs> um, I, I think they're a good they're a good pairing actually. Yeah. Uh, from Reed, I, I I like all any any time that they get put together. Mm. You know that all that stuff's really good. They're more um, Trip's relationship with Archer is, you know, they're best friends from way back. But Archer is still the captain, yeah. So he's in charge, whereas they're contemporaries, really, aren't they? Yeah. So they have more of a yeah, and they sort of it's like they don't really have much in common either. No. And like Reed, Reed is a, Reed's a tough nut to crack as well. And they're, they're very different types of character. And that's, that's kind of what makes their relationship fun, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they get, they get some really good screen time together, particularly in that, that episode where they get stuck in a shuttlecraft. Mm. Um, that together. That's like, good. yeah. 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 It's, it's really good. Although I, I think they when they put them together on the on the Ricer episode, and it's it's literally like it's, it's almost like a, a teen comedy with two uh, high school <laughs> jocks out to score, and it's just like oh god, this is awkward and embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, like two high school jocks are out to score, except they're in their early forties. Yeah, <laughs> <in> space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but apart from that, generally, yeah, I really enjoy their, their friendship. Yeah. Um, did you, I, I was reading about, because we, we've often joked about, um, uh, there's the episode where we find out that Reed's favourite uh, food pineapple. is uh, pine, pineapple cake. <laughs> How did you know, sir? <laughs> and I was reading that um, Tripp's favourite foods change depending on what episode ah. he's in he mentions that pecan pie is one of his favorite foods he also says key lime pie mm. um is his one of his favorite foods then another one of his favorite foods is uh i think it's like it's catfish maybe yeah catfish, catfish that was pie. mentioned in uh, catfish <laughs> but yeah. that, that makes him more realistic as a person because who actually has one that is favorite a- Thing. That is a very good point. Because yeah. um, my my daughter was asking me what my my favourite food was, mm. and I was like, "Have a have a guess," and she said, "Cake." And I was like, "Yeah, I love cake. <laughs> I think my favourite meal is probably macaroni cheese." And she was like, "Hmm," but she had a look of doubt in her eyes, like, "You like cake more?" <laughs> and then I was like, "Maybe I do like cake more." <laughs> So but sometimes I really like crisps, and then sometimes, yeah. But the, the, dinner. the short, less tedious version of this story <laughs> is, um, it's not entirely unrealistic that that character would have uh, would change his mind on what his favourite food is. Yeah. So okay, yeah. 
Yeah, because no one wants to eat just one food for the rest of their life. So, uh, no. as a child, no. yeah. But then children like Sith and only deal in absolutes. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Maybe we'll do two follow up up episodes. Overall, we'll have done a triple trip thing. Ooh. Oh, nice! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a that was a, a cleverer joke to end end our episode on than we would usually. We'd just be talking about dicks by now. <laughs> We'd be making dick jokes. Oh, uh, you know, we still got you know, still the the we're still recording. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. But yeah, I think we should say thank you very much for listening, um, listeners. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will be back in the future with more um, Star Trek based podcast content. Yeah. Um, Take care of yourselves and yeah. See you next time. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thank you. Love you. Bye. 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 Do you realize how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed her bum? What? That bum. Oh no! I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.lowerdecksradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at ten backward, ten being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at lowerdexradio.co.uk. On a personal individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund uh, ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash radio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcasts through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure that history never forgets the name. 10 Backward? Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that ten backward ten backward you ever noticed that bum what that bum <laughs>